Sales is like an intimate dance. It's not just like, hey, this is what I got, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to come off like that because it instantly turns people off when they feel like they're being sold. So the approach needs to be so fine-tuned where people don't realize that they're being sold to. You're letting them feel like they're in control, but you're really, you are in control. Welcome back to the Beauty Boss Millionaire Podcast with daily on-the-go episodes packed with testimonies and business tips to help you create financial freedom through entrepreneurship. Hosted by the owner of Fercasi Lashes and the Blow Dry Lounge, the beauty boss millionaire herself, Felicia Fercasi. Welcome back to Beauty Boss Millionaire. I'm your host, Felicia Fercasi, and today we're going to go over sales with your team. The objective of today's episode is really just to fine tune your team's strategy on how to sell and eventually from everyone selling is how you're going to really get to the millions. Now, the reason why it's important that you teach your team how to sell, it seems very obvious to me, but I want to break this down so everyone understands the concept and the power of selling. For you to get to the millions, everyone on your team needs to be able to sell just as good as you, if not better than you. In each one of my stores, I know who the hottest seller is. We have contests all the time, and I know who's going to sell really well. And then we have the people that are new coming onto the team who don't sell well at all because they are either insecure or they're uh, not confident or they really haven't grasped the concept of selling or they feel uncomfortable asking for a large amount of money, which in Beauty Boss Millionaire, you already know you got to be bold. You can't be scared to ask because closed mouths don't get fed and salespeople always have their mouth open because they want the sale. So the reason why your team needs to really be good at sales is because they need to be selling while you're not there. These people typically have these characteristics. They have the gift of gab. They can talk to anyone easily. They're not socially awkward. They're typically lighthearted people and they know how to stay focused while selling. Now, some people have the gift of gab, but they never actually sell anything. So those are the ones you want to be aware of and kind of hone in. I have a girl who actually used to do this and I pointed it out. I said, look, you do a lot of talking, but I don't hear a lot of selling. And I kind of pulled her off the floor and explained to her how it's so important that she sells really well because she has the gift of gab, but she's just not gabbing about the right thing. If I could make that a word gabbing, but she's just not chatting about the right thing. So I said, why don't you focus all the energy instead of talking about what you're doing tonight, who your man is, what's going on in your relationship. Why don't we focus on this product? We've got that product and we've got this deal that's really good. So your team needs to have one a meeting. There needs to be a preparation process. Go over that product with them. Go over everything down to detail. Now, when I sell, I typically don't like to offer too much because I don't want to over inundate the person. I rather that they have a choice of maybe three things at max. And I think I learned this in one of my sales tactics before. You don't want to overwhelm them with too many options. There needs to be just three options. Now, during that preparation process, there needs to be clear notes or clear conversations about the benefits of the product that you're offering. Basically, all the attributes of the product need to be in that preparation process. The second thing that you need to go over with your team is the approach. How do you plan on approaching the client? Because sales is like an intimate dance. It's not just like, hey, this is what I got, blah, blah, blah. You don't want to come off like that because it instantly turns people off when they feel like they're being sold. So the approach needs to be so fine-tuned where people don't realize that they're being sold to. You're letting them feel like they're in control, but you're really kind of in control. You are in control. Now, depending on your business model, you're going to have different approaches. If you're just doing it on the phone, you have a team of people calling, ask them a few questions first, and then go into your options. Now, if it's 
the approaches in person, like my business, it's more, you know, face-to-face selling. That's a little different. And the approach needs to be, you know, what brings you in today? And then from there, you can go to, okay, I suggest this, or I recommend this. Or sometimes I even ask people, what's your beauty budget? Because some everybody has like their budget for their car. They have their budget for dinner. And then they have a beauty budget. They don't even realize they have this beauty budget, but it's a beauty budget where they have a, a certain amount of money they want to spend on themselves for beauty. Every woman has this budget they don't even realize it they know that if they go into a nail salon for gel nails they're going to spend probably about you know 30 40 dollars or if you're getting a full set of acrylics it could be a little extra but every lady in their head knows okay i'm not going to spend over 50 bucks or i'm not going to spend over 100 dollars on nails speaking of that i just got my nails done this whole ombre french manicure and i spent 75 dollars on them and i knew i wasn't going to go over 100 so that was my beauty budget when i walked in oh and i got some diamonds Yes, Beauty Boss Millionaires, rocking some diamonds. Don't judge me. (laughs) But the approach needs to be right. It's very intimate. You don't want to come off overly aggressive, real strong. A lot of people think that works when it actually doesn't. It works against you. People say, well, I don't want to be forcing anything. I'm out of here. The third point is called presentation. The presentation has to be just right. If you can present something in an easy, understandable manner, that's half of the selling. Like we have pictures of what you can choose from along with like a diagram that we drew. And it's just simply pointing to different items of what works and what doesn't work. Make sure if it's a demonstration, make sure it's clear, understandable. This weekend I was in a hotel room conference with my team. We were looking at a product that they were trying to sell us. And the guy who was trying to sell us this $75,000 machine had a horrible presentation. It was too much information. It was all little font, little hard to read. And we're not buying the machine just because we don't feel like, one, it works. Two, the presentation was horrible. He didn't really build up our faith that this is going to last us a long time. So presentation really is everything on the sale. The fourth part of the sales process is called handling objections. You need to make sure your team is prepared to handle objections And usually people typically have objections to a sale. That's their right to be able to have these objections, which could be one, is this the right product for me? And two, usually they have an objection to maybe a price or they maybe have an objection to the quality. And your job is to be able to explain those benefits and those good qualities of the item that you're selling. And lastly, your team is going to need to know how to close the sale and then follow up. Sometimes people do really good on all three or four of these things and they don't close the sale. They get too like scared or they're just leave it up in the air thinking that the person has to make this decision. But it is your job to teach your team how to close out a sale. Closing a sale could be as simple as, all right, let's get started today. Or all right, let's, you like all these, all right, let's go. I literally sometimes will see someone so engaged in the product and what I'm selling that I'll just walk right over to the cash register with them and they're just handing me their credit card. But a lot of people won't even do that. They'll just stay there staring at them, looking at the product wall and that's it. You have to go ahead and close that sale. And then what we do is we follow up with them in two weeks or three weeks and see how they're doing. And we typically make a follow-up appointment for them right there in the store. Make sure you're creating a follow-up with them right then and there if you can so it doesn't slip your mind. Say, all right, hey, your next appointment is going to be at this time, two weeks from now at three o'clock or whatever it is, but set the appointment before they leave. Don't leave it up in the air where they're flying. You need to make sure that everyone's agreeing on coming back. Of course, some may say, hey, you know, I don't really know my schedule. I'm going to get back to you when I can look at it and figure it out. 
I have a rebuttal for that as well. I have tons of rebuttals. I say, all right, I know you do, but do you just want to make a rough time before we get booked up? Which is true. We are stores. We get booked solid. And I feel like everyone that I tell them that, they're like, oh yeah, I forgot you guys are going to get busy. Let me go ahead and get an appointment. Because they don't, they're not thinking ahead. And you have to think ahead for your client. And that's part of sales. Thinking ahead, doing that closing, and then following up with that next appointment. Because that's going to guarantee your future revenue. Sometimes people do a one wham and bam, thank you ma'am. You know, I call it the one night sales stand, which is horrible. It's horrible because you want that client to come back to you and buy again and again and again. It shouldn't just be a one-time sale. You want to make sure you're getting them to come back again because that's going to guarantee future revenue. And they're going to be happy as well because they have some place that they can go now that they can you know, get what they need from you and you. everyone's benefiting each other. Now, in regards to your team, someone actually asked, how do you reward your team? Because you need to reward your team. I had a friend that was very dear to me and they said to me, Felicia, you run this thing like the mob. I said, what do you mean? They said, you reward your workers and your teammates like they are truly like a family mob. And I started laughing because I didn't never, I never seen myself like that. But you have to pay people for good quality and you have to pay people for selling. There has to be some type of incentive for them because you shouldn't, you don't want to make, you know, yourself, everyone's making you rich and you're not, they're not winning. Everyone needs to win. We're going to get into that next. So stay tuned on Beauty Boss Millionaire. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for the Beauty Boss Millionaire podcast. And don't forget to follow the Beauty Boss Millionaire, Felicia Fricasi, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Beauty Boss Millionaire. Also, if these are really helpful, please review, rate, and share, or just send the link to someone who may need this. See you tomorrow.